0: Amen. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to 1 Samuel, the 30th chapter. I'm going to be reading one scripture for a text today from verse number 26. The Bible said, and when David came to Ziklag, he sent of the spoil unto the elders of Judah, even to his friends, saying, Behold, a present for you of the spoil of the enemies of the Lord. A present for you of the spoil of the enemies of the Lord. I want to talk to you today from this title, and that is simply a present for the weary, a present for the weary. Would you lift up your hands, ask the Holy Ghost to help me for a few minutes here today. In Jesus' name, I love you, God. I thank you today. Thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost. I ask you to use my voice today, encourage somebody, encourage this church, touch this church. In the name of Jesus Christ, we love you. Thank you, Lord. God bless you, you can be seated. The greatest event that has ever taken place in my life happened on February the 22nd back in 1979, God filled me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost at a little country church down in Scott, Arkansas. And, brother, I'm telling you, it changed my world when I got the Holy Ghost. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. Amen, amen. And God started blessing my life when I got into the church. God blessed me with the most wonderful companion a man could have and blessed me with a a great son that is pastoring the church and carrying the work of God forward. They're in Guy, amen, had one son, but God bless, and I've got six grandchildren, amen. Thank God for that, amen. I could get sidetracked real quick talking about grandchildren, so I'm going to move on. But it has been a, a, a complete happy life. Brother, I'm, I'm telling you, it's been so much joy over the last 44 years and so many blessings and I think about all of the financial blessings and the material blessings and just family being healthy and God blessing. Brother, I, I thank God for it every day. And I don't take I don't take it for granted, brother. I, I wanna tell you we need to be appreciative of the blessings that come with living for God. Amen. 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 I preached a, a message a while back, and I titled it Unfiltered Truth. You know, it seems like we're living in an hour when, when churches and pastors, they just want you to mention the positive things from the Word of God. Amen. And I love the positive things, and I think we need that. And I'm, I'm going to preach faith until I die. I consider myself a faith preacher. Amen. But I believe in telling the truth. I believe people ought to hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Amen. 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 And with that, I I want to tell you that, that as good as it has been and as wonderful as it has been living for God, it hadn't always been good. And there have been times when Trouble presented itself in my life. There has been times when, when the writer said, think it not strange concerning these fiery trials. Amen, amen. And I, I, I know what it's like to go through a fiery trial. People in this building have been through fiery trials. Amen. Thank God that doesn't take away from living for God because in your worst time... In the midst of a trial, it's better than living in this world. Amen, 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 amen. But I I lived for years under the false concept that if I would pray enough and I would walk with God close enough that I could avoid a lot of these fiery trials of life. Amen. And and I will say this. Let me stop and say this. Prayer doesn't stop the fiery trials, but prayer will carry you through the fiery trials. The truth is, life bids us some misfortunes. Life bids us some fiery trials. A lot of times, some of our trials are self-inflicted. We bring them on ourselves by not praying and not doing the things we need to do. And God puts a little little thorn in us, and He helps us, and He helps adjust us. And then there are there are trials that that a congregation goes through together. Amen. Sometimes a congregation can go through a trial. And sometimes trials come to our life because of the bad decisions of those around us and people in our lives. Do you know I, I've I've seen I've been pastor now over 30 years and and I've watched some sad situations. I've seen I've seen young couples, I've seen companions that did not want a divorce. And because of somebody's bad decision, they were left left in the middle of a divorce. I've seen people that that spent most of their lives healthy and a great blessing to the church come down with cancer. I've seen people uh, that, that lived right and walked right and had a powerful prayer life that their children backslid and done wrong. I've seen companions backslide and I, I, I've seen a lot of things since I've been pastoring a church and and I I want to tell you the truth today I, I don't like it when we present living for God like a fairy tale because it's not a fairy tale life is life and you are not exempt from life but thank God if you're holding the master's hand God will guide you through life and the spirit of grace will direct you Amen, as you are walking through times of misfortune and times of of trouble, amen, God will help you. In Proverbs, the third chapter and the fifth verse, the Bible said, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. So you know, sometimes we get in situations and we think, man, what is going on? I'm praying, I'm fasting, I'm worshiping God when I come to church, I'm paying my tithes, I'm trying to be as obedient to my pastor as I can be, and, and, and then all of a sudden we wake up in a, in, a, in a serious, fiery trial, and we think, where did this come from? What did I do? It don't mean that you've done anything. Sometimes, you know what we got to do? We just gotta, we just gotta dig down and trust God. Say, God, I don't understand it, but I'm not gonna spend a lot of time worrying and wringing my hands because I know You're in control, and I know You love Your people, and You love Your church. Amen. 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 It's hard to understand why bad things happen to praying people. It's hard to understand it. Sometimes you scratch your head and say, God, I don't know, but you always remember this. God sees the front to the back of the situation. God knows what he's doing. The Bible said all things work together for the good to them that love him who are called according to his purpose. The scripture says that it rains on the just and the unjust. But thank God, when it rains on the just, the just has an avenue to heaven. Amen. We have an advocate with the Father. Well, glory! I, I can think back by the of two, two of the most serious, life-shattering trials that I had to face. I'm telling you, it's a couple of those trials that. That numb you, a couple of trials that it didn't just last a week; it lasted a long time. You ever been in a trial that lasted? A trial that lingered a while. Amen, amen. amen. You know what I'm talking about? Those those kind of trials that you think, is this ever going to pass? Am I ever going to get out from under this cloud? No. Amen, amen, amen. And brother, if you're not carry the, careful, of those those kind of trials can steal your joy. Yeah, right. those, those kind of trials can can sidetrack you if you're not careful, and it can you can feel you can get the feeling burnt out. You can get the feeling like, man, I, I I'm having to go to church and I got this on me. I I just can't hardly press into the service because I've got this load on me. Well, hallelujah. Amen. I'm talking to somebody today. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. Those things that linger. And you wonder, is this ever going to be lifted off of me? How long, oh God. David, he he wrote one time. He said, how long, how long is my enemies going to oppress me? How long am I going to have to endure this? Amen. I want to tell you, I feel like encouraging somebody today and telling you God hadn't left you. God knows right where you're at. God's hand is still on you. It's not against you. This is not a judgment, but it's life. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. I feel like telling somebody God knows right where you're at. And when you come through, you're going to come through with complete victory. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what you got to do? You got to stay unified with the man of God. You got to stay you got to stay unified with your brothers and your sisters. You got to keep unity in the church. Brother, I'm going to tell you. Sometimes when you get in those numbing trials you can start questioning everything you say man here I've been faithful to brother Moats. I've, I've, I've dotted every I and crossed every T paid my tithes I've listened to his advice and look what I get I'm telling you how the flesh talks to us hey, amen I'm telling you how the enemy will attack your mind He'll make you feel like, man, I've listened to everything he says, and, and this is what I get. Can I just encourage you keep listening? Keep doing what he says. Keep obeying the man of God. Keep coming to church. Keep paying your tithes. Keep worshiping God. Keep inviting people to the house of God. <laughs> hallelujah! 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 Thank God. Amen, for a church family that will unify together. You know what? When you know your brother or your sister is walking through a trial, you ought to pray for them. You ought to ask God, God, give my brother, give my sister extra special strength during this trial. The church ought to be a place where people can find restoration. You know, a lot of times we we feel like restoration is just when people fall morally. And thank God we ought to be merciful during those times because we're all flesh and we're all capable of falling. But you know what? Sometimes when you go through these lingering, long trials... Brother, you can just get weak and you can get a little bit frail and you need some restoration. And when you come to church, brother, you need some brothers and sisters that'll get around you and say, hey, I'm on your side. Hey, I know what you're feeling. I'm, I'm behind you. Woo, boy, I feel this today. Man, I'm, I'm, you know what's gonna fill that new church up? is saints that are unify themselves with the man of God and with each other. I'll tell you what it'll cause. It'll cause the power of God to come and hover over you. And there'll be a presence in this building. When people come in, they'll say, hey, I want that too. What do I've got to do to, to get that? I will take you to the place in the scripture where where David he is fleeing for for his life from King Saul because of jealousy Saul gets something in his spirit against David and he's trying to kill David to kind of fast forward David is he's took his 600 men and he he's left Amen. He's left Jerusalem. He's left God's country and he's wandering in the wilderness. And Saul has an army out hunting him and and wanting to kill him. Several times David could have probably killed Saul, but because he was God's anointed, he would not touch him. But, But yet David was really driven out of his own home and his own land and had his men. They were driven out with him. And they're out wandering around in the wilderness. And David, finally, he makes friends with a Philistine king by the name of Achish. And Achish, David proves his loyalty to Achish. And Achish, he gives David a place to homestead. He gives him a place in Gad uh, by the name of Ziklag. And David takes his 600 men, and, and they take all their possessions, their wives, their cattle, their, their, their gold, their silver, everything they've got is in this place called Ziklag. One day, Achish comes to David and said, David, we're in battle with Israel. I know that that's your homeland, but I've been loyal to you, and I've, I've furnished you a place to live and I've gave you a place to homestead and so I need you to help us fight Israel. David feeling like an outcast, amen he agrees to to go and fight against Saul and his people and so he takes these six hundred men and he 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 makes the long journey from Ziklag to where the battle was raging. He shows up at the battle now. They somewhere commentary tells it, it, it kind of contradicts itself. One said it was around eighty-six miles one way to the battle. Another one says it was fifty-something miles. I, I don't know how far, but it was a long ways to walk. It was a long ways to travel by horse or however they traveled that, that those in those days. And so David and his men, they take off 600 of them. They're traveling this great distance. You can imagine walking that many miles, how worn out and tired they were when they got there. They get there, and the other Philistine kings looks and says, My Lord, that's, that's David. That, that's David. That's, that's the one that, that slew the giant. That's the one that slew Goliath. You think we're letting him side up on our side? Said, I'll tell you what'll happen. He'll turn against us and he'll start killing us. And they said, we're not going to have it. Send him back. Send him back. And so Achish comes to David and he says, David, he said, they don't want you fighting with us. You can't stay in the morning. You've got to go back to Ziklag. So you can imagine these men feeling like they've been on a wild goose chase. They've left their families. They've left their possessions. And they're, they're obedient to the man of God. And, and, brother, they make that long journey back. And by this time, uh, if it was 88 miles, what is that, 176 miles, somewhere in there, that they have walked round trip. Can you imagine walking over 100 miles in two days? Man, these guys were worn out. And they start approaching their homeland. And somebody says, David, come here and look. What is that? Is that smoke we see? What is that, David? And they look, and Ziklag is on fire. They go down to find that their, their wives were gone, their children were gone, their cattle, their sheep, their gold, their silver, their tents were burned. Everything they had was lost. Why? Because they were loyal to their leader called David. And David persuaded them to go and fight a battle that they really didn't probably feel like they ought to be, ought to be fighting. And so you, and the scripture says that, that they began to turn on David Amen, and they begin to accuse David. You've done this. You brought us out here. You know what? You need to be very, very careful when you get in a lingering trial and you become a little weak and you become a little little bit distraught. Amen, that you don't look and begin to, to have a wrong spirit towards your pastor and say, hey, you've led us here and look at me. Look what's happened. Be mature enough to just, just figure out that life has happened in your life. It's no fault of the pastor. It's no fault of the church. Life is life. And it happens to all of us. And you don't have any control and I don't have any control. But the worst thing you can do is let the devil get a little wedge between you and your man of God. The worst thing you can do is to cut off that voice from the pulpit that gets in this pulpit and preaches to you the unadulterated word of God. Lord, you thank God for a preacher today. So man, David's under pressure. His own loyal men. Now we're talking about men. Yeah, I could take time. These men were loyal. They'd do anything David said. They'd risk their lives for David. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands and love the Lord right now. Come on, let's ask the Holy Ghost to come into this place. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name, come on, come on, press in just a little bit. In the name of the Lord, I'm a kola Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Bible says that David he encouraged himself. Brother Mo says, sometimes when you pastor the church, when trouble comes, you feel like you're by yourself and you don't feel like you're getting much encouragement from the flock and God lets us walk through those times and those times you know what there's been times I've had to walk to that pulpit and preach faith when I didn't feel faith why because it was right and it was the word of God We're we're not living this because of a feeling I don't preach because of just a feeling we preach the word of God the Bible teaches us to keep believing. So David, he, he encourages himself. He encourages himself and he goes he says get me that ephod and he puts on the ephod and he goes before God and he said God I'm in trouble. These men are aggravated at me. We've lost everything. Our wives, our children. Everything's gone God and all I've ever tried to do is serve you and be loyal to you. I need to know God. I've got to go back and try to encourage these men to keep following. Are you going to be with me? If I Take them over there and try to try to recapture everything we've lost. And you're not with me. God, it's going to destroy my relationship with the men. And God told him, God says, you go, David. I'm backing you up. Ooh, I feel the hall almost shot. yata. of my Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo, 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 woo. He's not like, my God, my God. Brother Moats, every time, every time you have a little problem in this building fun and the devil comes and attacks your mind, and he says, Am I doing the right thing? The Holy Ghost says, You're doing the right thing. You're doing the right thing. God's going to fill that church up. Jesus! Jesus! Woo, woo, woo! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! God said, Go, David, I'm with you! My hand's on you! Did anybody believe it? God's got his hand on this man? Oh, come on, you remember that when you're going through a lingering trial. You remember that when the devil's trying to attack this church as a congregation. Stay with your man of God. Woo, hallelujah. Clap your hands as you're seated. Thank you, Lord. Man, I keep feeling this. If we're not careful, we can, we can get like a wounded animal. Life gets uncomfortable. Life turned upside down. And man, I didn't ask for this. I didn't choose this. And I've been loyal. Just keep being loyal. The trial ain't over yet. You ain't lost the battle yet. It may look dark. It may look black. But God knows right where you're at and he's going to bring you through. So David how he done it I don't know they just had enough confidence down deep that they they believed in David David goes to those men he said look guys I know you're hurting I, I, I I know you're wounded I know we've lost everything I've lost everything too we're all in this together boy you know what that's a great revelation when a church sees that we're all in this together if one member of the body's in a trial, everybody ought to be in a trial. If your brother's hurting, there ought to be a little ache in your heart. If your sister's wounded, well, there ought to be something in your heart that wants to help heal her. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost here today. Hallelujah. 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 But David, some way, somehow, he, he convinces these 600 men to follow him one more time. Guys, if you'll just trust me, I've heard from the Lord. Yeah, but David, it don't look like you've heard from the Lord. My wives are gone. My children's gone. My possessions are gone. Come on, man, you got to help me. I need your strength I need you to fight with me. I need you to keep on. I know it's dark. I know we're going through a trial, but come on, just stay with me. Just believe in me one more time. And I can see, I don't know who the leader of the group was, but I can just see somebody says, Hey, look, guys, look, this man has been he's been loyal to us. He brought us out when we were in debt and distress and didn't have nothing. We're here today because of this man. And so I can just see them as they say, hey, count me in. I'm going with David. And all 600 of them says, hey, we'll fight with you, David. Let's go take it back. If God said he'll give it back, he'll give it back. So brother, now, now, now listen to me. You can be seated. Now, now remember... They've been on a long journey, and they've been walking, and, brother, their bodies are physically worn out. Have you ever been in the midst of a trial, and you just literally felt like, I don't have strength? Brother, brother Moses, when we went through a couple of situations, if it had not been for my preacher friends and my saints praying for me I didn't feel like I could put a hallelujah I just wanted to isolate and die I had no more strength but thank God for friends thank God for saints saints of God would come up and put their arm around me and say pastor we're going to make it bishop we're going to make it we're going to get through this so here they go they're unified again and they take off to the enemy's camp and brother they get to the brook of Basur they get to the brook and there was 200 of them It says David we can't go no further we're wore out we just walked 176 miles David we can't go no further we're worn. maybe it was some of the older of the crew I don't know the Bible doesn't say but the Bible said 200 of those warriors were not able to go across the brook of Basur and so David said hey I understand you stay right here we're going to take 400 God said he's going to let it we're going to by faith go in there and overtake them they go in and they start slaying the enemy while 200 is resting by the brook. Can I tell you, let me, can I help this church right now? <laughs> Brother, when, when you see somebody going through a lingering trial, it, it may even look like their walk with God is shaky. It may You might even see them miss some services and I'm not, I'm not condoning that, but I'm telling you, until you've been in it, don't judge your brother. Don't judge your sister. Stay unified. Keep sending them cards. Keep sending them texts. Say, hey, I love you. You're on my mind today. Come on, we're going to make heaven together. We're in this trial with you. The Bible says David and those men, they went in there and they began to slay. And brother, they slayed the enemy and they took back everything that belonged to them. They recaptured it and more. Amen. And more. They spoiled the enemy's camp. And man, here they're back going back, amen, to, to going back to Ziklag. Amen. They're going back home and here they come. Man, they're excited. It, it looks it, it 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 didn't turn out as bad as what we thought it was going to. And we're getting it all back, and man, everybody's excited about restoration and everybody's excited about revival and getting their stuff back. But on the way to Basur, they, they remember those 200 men that were not, did not have enough strength to make it. And the Bible said that some of them began to speak out. And they said, I don't think it's right that we give those 200 men that did not help us fight, that were too weak to go across Basur. Oh, we're going to do for them, we're going to give them their wives and their children, and we're going to tell them to get out of here, depart from us. You know what the Bible called them? The Bible called them sons of Belial. Called them devils for having that kind of attitude. Oh, shame on anybody, anybody. That when you see people struggling, it don't matter if it's a moral struggle, struggle. It don't matter if it's a if it's a financial struggle. It don't matter if it's just a severe trial. There'll not be ever anything in our spirit that says I just wish they'd go somewhere else. I just wish they'd leave this car. Woo! I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I just wish they'd find another congregation. You know what David said when he heard those men say that? Amen. Let me just paraphrase. He says, are you kidding me? The way God has blessed us, the way God has given it all back to us, and you want to get on the judgment throne? Do you realize these men have followed me for 176 miles? And you want to throw them down like a dirty dish rag? Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, no, 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 no. And old David, as he approached those, those men by the he says, Hey, guys, I got some good news. He said, I got a present for the weary. You're gonna partake of everything that we won out of this battle. You're just as much a fighter as we were. You followed us to the first battle and you would have been in this battle if it had not been for your weariness. And so we're not gonna throw you away, stand. We're not gonna throw you away, stand together. But we're gonna love you. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna bring the spoil to you. We're gonna share with you. You're part of the church. You know what? If you know somebody today that's going through a trial before this service tonight, you ought to make your way to them and say, "Hey, I just want you to know I'm on your side and I'm praying for you. You're my brother. You're my sister." my, 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 boy I feel the Holy Ghost hallelujah, hallelujah I don't know if this message is for now or later but you better get a hold of it hallelujah my, 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 my hallelujah, the Bible said you are the body of Christ Members in particular said the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of thee. Brother, I'm gonna tell you the, the 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 hand and the eye works together. Works in unity. The feet, the feet and the eye works in unity. Woo. The feet and the hand works in Unity. i got to have the feet to get me there and the hand to pick it up. Oh, you know what? We're one body. I said we're one body. We are the body of Christ. Something keeps coming to my mind. I want to obey the Holy Ghost. If there's anybody in this building that you feel like They just rub me the wrong way. You know I know personalities clash. I I know all of us come from different backgrounds, different cultures. But you know what? There ought not be any animosity in our heart towards one another. Who? You know? You know what'll happen when everybody gets their heart clean towards their brother? And towards your sister, this place is already exploding with revival, but it's going to explode more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what you need to do? In a very discreet way, you need to do something nice for that person to kill that element inside you. hallelujah oh I'm going to tell you what oh John he had it right in the book of 1st 2nd 3rd John all that talk about love all the talk about loving one another brother if we can get to loving one another hey don't worry this preacher is going to take care of preaching against sin he's going to take care of, of lining things out but let me tell you this. I feel this. If you've allowed a little bit of the devil just to kind of put something in your spirit, can I, can I? Can I? I said I'm gonna tell you the full truth. Do you know as great as this man is, I don't know anybody any more dedicated to God than Joel Motes. And I don't say that disrespectful. <laughs> But do you know what? He's a human being. Did you know it's possible for him to make a bad judgment? I know you can't imagine that, but it's possible. And it will happen. And so you know what you need to do when, when you feel like, well, he should have handled that situation different? You need to remember all those times. When you were battling with your flesh, and that imperfect side of you was flared up. and this man says, "Come on back to church. Come on, I'm going to help you, and I'm going to love you." Do you know where Sister Motes? There she is? Now I can't even imagine her having a flaw of any kind. He'll have one twice as fast as her. But do you know, she can even make a bad judgment. Boy, people ain't used to this kind of preaching. We, we, we're here to build the pastor up. Well, that's what I'm doing. I'm just letting you know, give them room to be human. None of us have made the rapture yet. But I'll promise you this, you ain't going to find anybody trying any harder to do it right than Brother Joel Motes and Sister Motes. So, you know what needs to happen, boy? We need a spirit of unity to sweep through this place. Hallelujah. Not just towards the pastor and pastor's wife, but towards each other. Hallelujah. You know what I feel like? Is this all right? I feel like just asking you just step out in the aisle right now as they sing a song. And let's go to a few people and just shake hands with them and say, hey, brother, I need you. I want you to know we're together, I'm on your side. Hey, sister, I love you. If you ever need me, I'm here. We're one body. Amen. We're one body, members in particular. I need you in my life. Come on. Come on. Let's unify. Let's get behind the pastor. Let's live for God together.